We are on Kufchav Bez Omar Aleph 122a, and we are on the last daf, the last page of Yevamos. Says the Mishnah, Mi'idin Loraner Ul Or Halavana. Um, that a person can testify. The first opening line says that a person can testify about a person, whether it's in broad daylight or whether it's through the light of the moon, that is sufficient light to, uh, to be used to identify a person and then to come to court and to say that this is so-and-so. You are believed for that. Now continues the Mishnah. Umisian, now who can we trust and who can rely upon with regards to the testimony? Umisian al you are allowed to rely upon just a voice. If you hear somebody say, you don't know who said it, but you just hear somebody screaming, let's say from the hilltops, that so-and-so died, we believe you for that. Uh, the Gemara will try to discuss and figure out, what about, how do we know who's saying it? Maybe it's somebody who we wouldn't necessarily trust. So the Gemara will discuss all that. But uh, that's what the Mishnah says. There's a person who is standing on the hilltops, Va'amar, and he screamed, Ish ploni ben ploni, bimakum ploni mace. He said, so and so, the son of so and so, who came from such and such a place, died. Halchu, they went to find him. So apparently, it's not enough just to trust the testimony, but you have to try to go out of your way to find out who this is. So they did try to find him. Matsusham, Adam. And they couldn't find anybody there. They didn't find the person who made such a statement. Nevertheless, they allowed his wife to get remarried. We trusted that. That, that is viewed as sufficient evidence. As we pointed out uh, from the past couple of uh, Mishnayos and, the, and pages of the Gemara, uh, we, we trust uh, many, many people that we generally do, do not trust. And uh, it could be done uh, just done through conversation. It doesn't have to be done actually in court itself. All of that is sufficient. So, so to hear this is sufficient. Similarly, Vishuv Maisa bit Salmon, there's also a following story that took place in Salmon. A place, A person screams, nobody's around them, a person screams, I am so and so, and I'm being bitten by a snake, a poisonous snake. Vareni Mesa, I'm dying here, and nobody's around him. Vahalchu, so we hear this, we run towards that area. They see a body there, nobody recognizes the body. Can't recognize the body, but we will rely upon that voice that screams out and says, I am so-and-so. We connect the dots. We say, I am so-and-so who uh, was bitten by a snake. We see the body on the floor. We cannot identify the body. We'll say, that was, that was the person. It's enough to allow his wife to get married. Says the Gemara, Amar Rabbi Bar Shmuel. Rabbi Bar Shmuel says, Tana Beishamay Omrim Ein Mesin Al Pibaskol Beishamay Omrim Mesin Al Pibaskol Beishamay says, no, no, no. It doesn't work. It's not sufficient to have a baskel to to hear someone just scream that so and so died. We're concerned. Uh, there could be various concerns that maybe it's somebody who, in general, wouldn't be believed. Like we mentioned uh, in the past, that there are five women who are so involved in the situation that they would potentially lie, and so therefore there's concern that maybe they're making up a lie. Maybe it's one of those five people. Maybe as the gemara is going to see, we'll see in a second. We'll say that maybe it's not really a person. Maybe it's uh, what the gemara referred to as a shade. It's some sort of demon-like uh, creature uh, that is not a person, and they're the ones who are saying it. Uh, and so therefore, Bishama says, we don't trust them. Bishama says, no, we do. The author of the Mishnah is Bishelal. Bishama says, Basko. We, do, we do get married based on uh, some person just screaming it, even if we don't know who that person is. My Kamash Malan, Masisin Hidig, Mar wants to know, well, <laughs> thank you. The, we, this was found in the Mishnah. We follow the position of Bishama. Why are you telling me this dispute? 
this dispute between Beis Hillel and Beis which is just an interesting question. All the time, we have disputes uh, throughout. Uh, why over here is the Gemara asking, why are you telling me about Beis who disagrees? We have this uh, all over the place where there's disagreements and we only follow one position. Uh, maybe over here it's a little different because in the Mishnah it doesn't present Beis opinion. So the question is, why are they telling us now Beis opinion? If Beis had a differing opinion that was significant, so then it should have been in the Mishnah. Perhaps that's the question of the Gemara. But the Gemara answers, HaKamash Walandi Mishtachach Mishtachachas Stamav Edemusin Beishamai Demusin Beishamai Because if you find elsewhere where it just says, without quoting an author, it says that you're not allowed to get married based on somebody screaming that so-and-so died, now you know that this is the position of Beishamai. Don't, uh, you don't have to do too much research. This is the position of Beishamai and we don't follow the position of Beishamai. That's what the Gemara says. The Gemara now says, well, wait a minute. What's going on here? If you heard somebody scream and say, so-and-so died, you went there and you didn't find the person who said it, how could we really trust this? Maybe it's a shade. It's this form of a demon. And uh, we don't know if it's a person. It's not a person. And maybe they're just uh, making it up. Uh, the Rambam, Maimonides family says that there, there were no demons. Uh, maybe things changed because it's clear from the Gemara in various places that there is a concept of shadim, of demons. Um, so maybe maybe it, it changed in his time. But this is what the this is what the Gemara thinks. So Amr Vidam Rav, Rav says, how do we know that it's not a demon? Because you were able to see an image of a person. You were able, you can't, you couldn't tell who it was, but you were able to tell that it was a person. The Gemara says, wait a minute. Inunami dummy, damu. You, uh, demons also, we found this also uh, elsewhere in other Gemaras, that demons also, they have the, the image of a person. No, because we saw their shade, their shadow. Uh, we saw their shadow. We, but a demon also has a shadow. So says the Gemara, No, basically, a, sh- a, a shade, a demon also has a shadow. No, we saw the shadow of the shadow. We saw two shadows. If it's two shadows, it must be it's a person. And in fact, uh, maybe a demon also has two shadows. No. Um, Yonatan, either he's an expert in shadim, he's an expert in uh, uh, in demons, or he, this is actually a demon who told us to us, that said that demons only have one shade, they do not have uh, shadow, sorry, they do not have two shadows. So they only have one shadow, they don't have two shadows, that's how we know that it's a person. Okay? So that's how we know that it's a person. The Gemara then says, wait a minute, maybe it's a co-wife. Again, these are one of the five women who are not believed to say that the husband died because they're doing it as a trick uh, to get the other wife out of the picture. So maybe it's a co-wife. How do we know? Who, who, who is this person? So Tana, the Bay of Ishmael, Ishmael taught, the house of Ishmael taught, Basically, he's quoting from a different case. We have a different case where we have somebody who's in a life-threatening situation. He's thrown into a pit and he's dying there. And he screams out. He doesn't want his wife to die as a, as a widow, married to him. He screams out and he writes, write a divorce document for my wife. Give my wife a divorce before I die. So we have no way of identifying him. And he says, I'm so-and-so. We trust him because he's he's dying. And so we trust him because there's nothing else for We have no other option. What else are we going to do? He's about to die. This is the only opportunity to give him a, his wife a divorce document to get divorced. We're going to trust him. So, so too over here. Somebody's screaming that the husband died. This is the, our only opportunity potentially for the wife to remarry. There's no other witnesses around. 
so it's true. If this person was a child, was the tzara, was the co-wife, there should be concern that maybe she's lying. But because we have no way of identifying who this person is, and some of the commentators even add, and it's unlikely that it's the co-wife. What are the chances the co-wife? Uh, there's, uh, you know, the husband could always return. The co-wife is not. It's not so easy for her to just lie. We're concerned, but it's not so easy for her to just lie. So because we don't know who it is, and this is a, a once in a lifetime opportunity to allow the wife to remarry through this testimony. We'll accept it, and we'll assume that it's not the co-wife. The co-wife in general doesn't testify about these things. So we're going to trust that it's not the co-wife. That's what the Gemara says, and that's why we could try to trust this random person. It's not a shade, it's not a demon, and it's also not one of the people who cannot testify, because we'll assume that it's somebody who could testify. This is our only chance, our only opportunity, uh, because we lost the person, the person ran away, so therefore we will, in fact, uh, believe, believe that person. That is the end of the Gemara of that Mishnah. We will now start the next Mishnah. This is the second to last Mishnah of the entire tractate, entire Masechta of Yavamos. Amar Rabbi Akiva. We've also had some of this uh, in an earlier Gemara. Rabbi Akiva said, When I went from Israel to Nahardai, to a place in Babel and Babylonia, where there were Jews, Libra Hashana, to calculate the year, so, he said that Nehemiah told them that he heard that in Israel that uh, they don't marry, they don't let women remarry based on one t- one witness. Basically, totally against everything we've been saying until now. Apparently, he heard that in Israel they don't they don't rely upon one witness except for one person. Yehuda ben Bava is the only person who who, who accepts uh, one witness, but nobody else does. Vinamosi lo And I told him, yeah, you're right. Nobody does it in Israel. So what does he say to me? This person, Nehemiah, says, Amarli, Mishmi, go tell them in my name. Atem Yodim Shamadina You should know. I can't travel to you. It's a time of war. I can't travel to you, but Mikubulani But you should know. I heard from these elder Rabangam Liel that you could that a woman could get married based on the testimony of one witness, like what we've been assuming until now. And Rabbi Kiva says, When I told this, Rabbi Kiva says, when I, when I told what Nechemia said, in front of the younger Rabbi Gamliel, uh, so when I told him, he was happy to hear this. We found a friend for Rabbi Yehuda ben Bava. This is correct. And not only that, but he remembered, and we told him, the remembered, Basically, he says, Rabbi Gamliel heard this from Rabbi Akiva, that, ah, it's true, that Rabbi Gamliel, the elder, uh, relied upon one witness. And he says that it's true, I even remember him relying on one witness. It's true, you're allowed to rely on one witness, not only one witness, but even one witness from another witness, where in general we do not accept them, we accept uh, servants, we accept women. Uh, in general, we don't accept them for regular testimony. So, yeah, I remember, and this is in fact the law, and this is we established this as the law. That's what the beginning of the Mishnah says. Rabbi Lezer, Rabbi Yeshua, Omrim. However, Rabbi Lezer and Rabbi Yeshua say, they say something which really totally undoes everything we've been saying until now. They say, Ein He says, it's not true. You cannot get married based on one witness. You need to have two witnesses. It's like it's a formal testimony of two witnesses. They argue on what we've been saying until now. Not only that, says the Mishnah, 
Rabbi Kiva Omer, Lopi Ishev, Lopi Eved, Lopi Shivchav, Lopi Krovim. Rabbi Kiva says, even if you rely on one witness, it cannot be certain people. It cannot be women. It cannot be servants. It cannot be relatives. That's what Rabbi Kiva says. It could be one witness, as he said before, but it cannot be uh, these relatives and these uh, specific people. So says the Gemara. We'll read the Gemara here until the last Mishnah of the entire Mesechda, <coughs> of the tractate. says the Gemara. Is it really true that Rabbi Kiva held that you cannot have a woman testify that somebody else's husband died? Is that not really true? But we have the following brisa, which is said in the name of Rabbi Kiva. Rabbi Kiva said the following. Basically, Rabbi Kiva says as follows, that when it comes to, uh, there's two different types of testimony. One is to testify that the husband died. There's another testimony when a person is appointed as a messenger to give a divorce document. So the husband appoints a messenger to give the divorce document to his wife. Um, and when they do that, so then they're required to testify to say that everything was written down properly in certain contexts. They're required to do that, to say everything was written down properly. And Rabbi Kiva says, well, we know that there are five women who are not believed to testify that the husband died. However, they are believed to act as these messengers. They will act as these messengers. They will take the get, the divorce document, and give it to the wife. Right? Even though they're not believed to say that the husband died, they are believed to testify and say the get, the divorce document, was written properly. It was Everything was done. It was done properly and according to halacha, according to Jewish law. So Rabbi Kiva says, so then if that's true, all the more so for any other woman, they should certainly be believed to be the messenger because they are already believed to say that the husband died. If they're believed to say that the husband died, certainly they should be believed to say that uh, they are acting as the messenger to give the divorce document to the wife. Because because even one of these five women is believed to be the messenger. Why are they believed to be the messenger? Even though in general they're not believed to, to say that the husband died. Because they're holding the get. They have the get as proof. The document itself is the proof that they're telling us the truth. But in the end of the day, what is Rabbi Kiva saying? Rabbi Kiva is saying that any, any woman, any Isha, is allowed to testify that her, somebody else's husband died. So this seems to be a contradiction to what Rabbi Kiva started off with. So answers the Gemara. Says the Gemara, It depends. Was this before the law was already established or after the law was already established? Which law are we talking about? The fact that you could rely on one witness. We said that this was a discussion and then they established that you could rely on one witness. So, before this was established that you could rely on one witness, Rabbi Kiva said, you cannot rely upon an Isha, upon a woman, that is not acceptable. But after we already established that you're allowed to rely on one witness, so then together that with that, we say that you're also allowed to rely on, Rabbi Kiva says, you're allowed to rely on an Isha, on women, and they could also testify. Okay, that concludes uh, this Gemara, this mission on the Gemara, about uh, who could testify, could, uh, could a woman testify about the fact that the husband died. We discussed what if a person who's uh, on a mountaintop, could they just scream it out? Nobody knows who they are. Could they, could they basically, could we trust their word on it? And this leaves us with the last Mishnah. We have one more Mishnah left in 
this entire Masechta and this entire tractate, and we will do it uh, next time.